And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We're here with you again with another Greenlight Review. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And I'm not going to kid around. We <laughs> suffered through a film called Seven Pounds, yes. starring one of our favorite actors, That's Will right. Smith. Exactly. It was directed by Gabrielle Muccino. Will Smith plays an IRS agent, mm-hmm. which is not funny to begin with. His name is Ben Thomas. And he has a fateful secret. Yes. And we don't know what it is, except if you're not paying attention, you won't know till the end of the movie. But if you are paying attention, you'll know within the first 10 minutes, and then there's nothing going on. Now, he decides he is going on a journey of redemption, mm-hmm. and he is going to change the lives of seven complete strangers. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why he's doing it. No. But he's wandering around invading other people's lives, most seriously with a woman named Emily Posa, played by Rosario Dawson. She has a congenital heart disease. She probably doesn't have much more than six weeks to live, but he is going to change her life. He is also going to change the life of a piano player and a telephone operator named Ezra Turner, played by Woody Harrelson. Ezra Turner, of course, is blind, and he knows that from one of the first scenes in the film, and he proceeds to insult and berate and humiliate this man on the telephone. Right. And we don't know why. No, we don't. In fact, we don't know the answer to many of the questions in this film until the last seven or eight minutes. And it's too long to wait, Anne. This is a dreary, horrible, horrible, badly written, badly directed, and badly acted film as well. Okay. As I was watching Seven Pounds, it suddenly came to me. These are the seven pounds I want to lose. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so happy that somebody finally has spelled it out for me. Look, it's commendable for Will Smith or any actor to challenge himself, to do roles that will stretch him as an actor. But I'm sorry to say that in this movie, he has stretched my patience. It's not just an awful film, but it's a classically feel-bad film. It's going to go on that top ten list of ours. The concept or the conceit of the film is to show us little pieces of the puzzle for an hour and 45 minutes. And just like that jigsaw puzzle that you drag out of the attic every year, there are pieces that are always missing. And that's the problem with the film. There are some plot devices that go nowhere. They're red herrings. They take you into directions that have you scratching your head. For example, why does Rosario Dawson have an antiquated printing photocopying machine or something like that in her home that cannot be fixed. But then suddenly Ben Thomas sneaks in there one night and puts it together and repairs it so that it's in mint condition. This is a hundred year old machine, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's never explained. He just comes in there and does it. What a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we see him insulting, as you mentioned, and degrading and abasing the Woody Harrelson character on the phone. But he does so because he wants to make sure that he's a good guy. Well, we don't find that out until, as I say, the last 20, I don't know, maybe 17 minutes of the film. I said earlier it might have been seven minutes, might be 10 minutes, who cares? But this is the kind of picture that is designed to manipulate the audience to thinking that the character of Ben Thomas, as played by Will Smith, is a great changer of lives. It's supposed to make you have a lump in your throat. It's supposed to make you feel the way you would if you saw a little kid 
reciting that twas the night before Christmas. You want to go, ah, but all you want to do is go, ick. I mean, this is really one of the worst movies of the year, and it's so badly constructed. I feel terrible because I think Will Smith intends to do really good things in his career, and I applaud him for that. I commend him for that. Oh, sure. But I think his first job, I think the first job of anybody who stands in front of or behind a motion picture camera is to somehow entertain us. I agree with you. And make us leave the theater feeling better. What did you feel good about the fact that for some peculiar reason he leaves this gorgeous beach house in which he lives, gives it away to a perfect stranger. Exactly. And moves into a motel and brings a jellyfish to this (laughs) hotel to live with him. And he says in the film that this is the deadliest living creature in the world. Right. Can kill you in seconds and painfully too. Ah, so we should be aware that perhaps that jellyfish is going to factor into something that's going to happen in this movie. Yes, but you don't want to see it. No, you Trust do me, not you want don't to want to see it. see it. Oh, boy, this is a complete disaster. I know that Will Smith's character is supposed to be the ultimate self-sacrificing character of all time. But by the time that we get into the last third of the movie, I was bummed out on the whole concept of organ transplants, donors, guilt trips, atonement, retribution, and redemption. And I know that a lot of people are going to say that Will Smith should be the poster boy for donor transplants because that's basically what he's doing here. Someone said it so cleverly, I thought. They mentioned that Will Smith is a buffet of organs ready to be transplanted. And that's sort of the way I viewed it, too. I didn't care for the movie at all. I didn't like it either. I can't imagine why Gabriel Muccino, who directed Pursuit of Happiness very well, did such a bad job with this. I agree. Maybe they should call this movie The Pursuit of Unhappiness. I guess so, because that's exactly what it's all about. There is not a single moment in the film where Will Smith makes you smile or feel good or feel wonderful about what a giving, sacrificial man this is. And how many people do you know in real life who are so so sacrificial they will give up everything and they will wind up way on the bottom because they're trying to do things for other people we don't love them that much we get annoyed with them well i also want to bring up something else he has this romance going with rosario dawson who's a very sick heart patient and why would he tempt fate with her given her health issues I mean, what is he looking for, you know, when they go in and have a love scene together? You know, what's he trying to do? Change the name of the movie to Eight Pounds? Come on. (laughs) I mean, he could have killed her right there. You know, the whole movie is really nonsensical. It's not a good picture. I'm going to say that maybe Will Smith found in this movie a message that he felt would make a good sermon. Or maybe it's something that he wants to have on his resume because he does desperately and sincerely want to do movies that leave the world in a better place. Well, that's a good message. But the message that I got from this movie is one word, ick. So for me, this movie gets a red light. Well, seven pounds is not delightful, so I am also giving it a red light. Don't go. Two red lights for seven pounds, starring Will Smith, Rosario Dawson, and Woody Harrelson. It's a bummer. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. 
From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.